2: you're listening to the writer than you podcast good morning welcome into the show i am bill Ryder, and i do have the voice of an angel 855-212-4cbs is the phone number twitter sports writer sports a lot of things to get to the ai apocalypse is coming for sports media a little earlier than we thought we'll get to the bears game in a little bit in season tournament group play ends today. If you don't know what any of those words meant, especially in combination other than ends today, we'll tell you. I think it might be worth your time and attention. NFL Power Rankings, Mike Florio by sell. We look forward to the college football playoff ranking released tonight and how the committee can screw this thing up, even though they shouldn't be able to. Let me give you a little uh, here on the program a little ins and outs to pull back the old curtain if you will, of doing a sports talk radio show before I ask Tom a question. With no judgment. It's a rare judgment-free zone. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Bill. Happy Tuesday to you. Thank you, pal. The expectation for a producer and a radio host, of which Tom and I qualify, some would say barely, especially those people in Denver, uh, is that you watch these, these these games, that you follow sports. That On a Monday or Thursday or Sunday night, you watch the game that's on. And almost without exception, that is the expectation. But sometimes a game comes along that is so abysmal, so, what am I looking for? Sean Payton, the first five or six games of the season, that it subtracts from the sum of all human joy. That's the context. Tom, I'm not going to judge it on this one. This is the one, get out of jail free, and I'll tell you mine. The Bears last night won their first football game since 1993 in which they did not score a touchdown. Also known as the only way the Bears can score a touchdown. In a horrible game. That ended, I, I guess, interestingly. But it had either six turnovers or 28. Depends on, you know, just sort of if you lost count. Four picks on the Vikings side who were playing for something. Poor Josh Dobbs. And um, and a couple fumbles for Justin Fields. Here's my question before I get into what I want to open the show with. when How much of the game did you watch?
0: Safe space, right? Just me and you this talking? This is the one time, yeah. Uh, I made it to halftime.
2: Half the game. Okay. And then you just said to hell that I'm going to bed.
0: Yep, I saw a grand total of
2: six points,
0: and I shut the TV.
2: So I was in. I was in. I was in Spain for Thanksgiving, and I was reverse jet lag. So my whole family's getting up at four in the morning, but we're all pretty tired. Late, I made it to the third quarter, and I think I sent you a, a text at some point that said, "This is a great game." To which you responded in the middle of the night. <laughs> um, I Always know what that means. And uh, I stopped. In th- I didn't watch the end of it. I. Literally opened a book I didn't even want to read. Just forced myself to do something. All right, save space. But at least we're real people, and we actually did or didn't watch a real game. Can't say that for Sports Illustrated. Let me give you the story and tell you why it matters very, very quickly. wouldn't usually open with this, but I think it's really interesting. Not just because technology change and artificial intelligence, AI, is going to drastically change the way the world works. I think this story, out of sports media, is a reminder of how much it could change and affect the way that you consume sports. Sports Illustrated had it had the humiliation revealed yesterday uh, by by independent reporting somewhere else, and they have not confirmed this yet, that they had h- hired is the wrong term. I, look, I can't even get my mind around this. That some of the content that Sports Illustrated has created was actually created by an artificial intelligence program and that Sports Illustrated went so far to deceive you and to deceive me if this reporting is true, that it went out and it bought, allegedly, screenshots of people that don't exist that also was created by AI. So you might, I don't know, let's make up a name. Um, Tim, you know, DeLellino, for example. Get that, Tommy? It's a little little joke about you. And, And had multiple articles written by artificial intelligence about sports that weren't real here is now in a journalism sense and i can i'll give you some persp- perspective on this it matters significantly here's why i think it matters for you you consume your sports media information through people who are actually honestly going to give you a perspective and you can trust at least that it comes from someone who is a human being and you can make your assessments based on on that info and that person You can take what I say on the radio, and you can like it, or you can hate it. You can listen to it or or not. You can listen to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman do their thing on their games and, and the way they filter their stories and their information, and you can take it or leave it. You can listen to Pat McAfee. You can listen to a columnist at the New York Times. You can read The Athletic. You can do whatever you want or not, whatever blog you're interested in. You can be in Denver, angry at the world, whatever. But you're consuming information from human beings, and you have an ability to understand the biases, the mistakes, the strengths, the weaknesses of those people giving the information. And I think that gives you the opportunity, and there's an engagement now, right, on social media. You can call into this show at 855-212-4CBS. I plug the phone number. If you're – I listen to a lot of podcasts, and sometimes I will write the guys who do the podcasts on the chats and we'll interact with each other. There's a way for you to interact and to have a sense of how real the things are or fake, right? How accurate, not even fake, whether things are right or wrong. What Sports Illustrated has engaged in, and I think the way it's going to impact you, is that as much as sports are for most of us an escape, and I think they are for, for most of you. For Tom and I, they can become work a little bit, but it's almost like being Peter Pan. It's work, but you're still in Never Never Land. It's a pretty great way to make a living and to have a life, and that escapism, sometimes I think masks, and not just escapism, the joy of it, right? I'm 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 a soccer fan. Barcelona is on at three o'clock Eastern today. I'm wearing a Barcelona jersey right now. It's going to be the two hours I don't work in my day today. I'm really looking forward to watching it. The the NBA in season tournament concludes its group play, as I mentioned. We'll tell you what all that means later. I'm I'm into it. I think it's going to be really cool. I'm in Vegas next week for the semifinal and the final for for CBS Sports. But the escapism and the joy and the fandom and the things that make us emotional, I think, sometimes obscure the fact these are multi-billion dollar businesses. These are organizations and companies that are making a lot of money on our time and our attention. And they have a self-interest in, they have some self-preservation tied up in controlling information and working really, really hard to convince you, the fan, everything is fine. I promise you, if you're a Jets fan or you're a Giants fan, it's probably a better example. That if those organizations could somehow convince you that everything is fine, if they could lie to you, if they could trick you, if they could fool you, they would do it. I promise you that Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos would do everything in their power to convince you that their start to the season, which was poor, now they've won a bunch of games in a row, was totally legitimate, everything was fine, nothing to see here. What Sports Illustrated has done is they have tested a model that I promise you will be used to flood the market in the years ahead to manipulate the way that you view teams and sports and organizations. And look, I'm not always right. I like The show's called Rider Than You. We make jokes about it. Some people aren't bright enough to hear the sarcasm and some of the things that we talk about sometimes, which is always fun. There's, literally, there's a spam call coming across my computer. It's the AI machine literally just trying to tell me to, to be quiet. But what Sports Illustrated has done, it has utilized early on the model and the way to manipulate people to lie to people, to trick people. Now, this might seem like it doesn't matter to you, and you've been taught, whether you believe it or not is up to you, but there's been this rush of an attempt, mostly on the political side, but it affects everything, to convince people that anything they don't want to hear isn't true. In fact, it's gone further than that. Anything they don't want to hear must come from the enemy. And those things, I think, are really important on issues that have nothing to do with sports. But anything that sells to you whether it's the National Football League or the NBA or a shoe brand or your grocery store or your local politician, whatever you could spend your money or your time on is going to have a, a, a absolute vested interest in lying to you and convincing you that everything is fine. Give us your money. We have a plan. Believe in us. We don't want angst. We don't want criticism. And what Sports Illustrated has done, and maybe the, that Pandora's box has already been opened, but they reached in there. And they started to meddle with one of these things that's going to change the way that I think you view sports. It's also, because if you can't tell whether or not I am saying something, or I guess writing's a better example because I write too, or some made-up person is. If you can't tell whether or not it's a human being who could be fallible or a machine that's going to be programmed to lead you in a very, very specific direction. Doesn't matter how smart you are or earnest or open-minded, eventually you're going to get whittled down just believing what you're told to believe. This is an ultimate, I know people don't care about journalism ethics, but it's why I think people should. It is a breach of journalism ethics. There's nothing wrong, I think, with being wrong as a journalist. It, it happens. Just like there's nothing wrong with being wrong as a quarterback. Nothing morally wrong with Justin Fields having two fumbles. Nothing morally wrong with, with Josh Dobbs throwing four picks. It happens. And you can see that. You can assess it. You can criticize. I should be criticized as much as the people I criticize are more. Josh Dobbs sucked yesterday, that's the way it is. I get stuff wrong, come at me, that's fine. But that is different than lying. Me lying to you, me making things up, me telling you things I, I know aren't true would be the equivalent of hardball, if in fact this is what's going on, knowingly cheating at Michigan. Would be the equivalent of a baseball player pumping his veins full of chemicals that are going to give him an advantage. Would be the equivalent of Bill Belichick if it ever happened, going out, and, and cheating is a different thing. And what Sports Illustrated has done is an absolute betrayal of not just their mission, which is journalism, of the notion that you can't lie. No matter how much you think that that's what journalists do, they don't. I know a few that have. I know one guy in particular who's pretty successful. Almost lost my career when this guy got investigated at a previous stop telling the truth to HR. But I told the truth because it matters. So my suggestion to you, as much as it pains me because there are really good people who work at SI, is if this turns out to be true. And the union who represents the writers certainly think it is. And the reporting is solid. And Sports Illustrated hasn't come out and said, no, it's not true. Assuming it's true, I would suggest that you never consume an SI article ever again. The first thing I'm going to do when this show is over, I'm going to unfollow them on my social media, and I'm never going to consume their information again. Because places that will lie to you, and I, it, creating an artificial intelligence program or utilizing it to write sports information is a way of deceiving you. Pretending that a human being wrote it is a way to deceive you. And it's not, I don't think, that many steps between we're going to come up with fluffy who cares content to we can calibrate this to make sure the Broncos look good because they're a sponsor. Or the Broncos look bad because we're a Jerry Jones person. Or we have a business relationship when he still ran the team with Dan Snyder. There are so many ways that this can muddle and cloud and contaminate this really cool world in which we get to be sports fans and talk about it and argue about things, but at least do it based on what we think is true. And again, we're going to get stuff wrong. We've got our own emotions tied up and stuff. The, the Scott Foster, Chris Paul story, the the NBA ref who can't stand Chris Paul and Chris Paul can't stand him is really interesting, and it's a continuing problem. But their disagreements are legitimate. They, they don't like each other, and you've got to know those biases are there. I don't like Chris Paul. I've had terrible interactions with Chris Paul. He did not like me when we used to interact. And so when I talk about Chris Paul, you can understand those things come from me from a place of you can call bias or experience. Maybe it's both. Maybe it's one or the other. It's very different if I had access to an artificial intelligence program to just pump out anti Chris Paul stuff at a continuous rate and to undermine any kind of fair perspective on Chris Paul that you might have without revealing to you why or why that, that is the way it is, or who it is that's producing that. It's a big, big deal. Shame on Sports Illustrated. What a moral failing. Uh, and, and if you want to label it, created by a computer, com, com, created by Sports Illustrated's AI machine, okay, fine. But this is something very, very, very different. As long as athletes command your attention, as long as sports are interesting, as long as you, with your hard-earned money, Spend some of it. And just and more than that, just your time. You can spend no money on it. If you just sit in your living room after you work your 40 or 50 hours a week, try to do the best you can, and you spend your time on the Broncos or the Ravens or the Bulls or the Cubs, you deserve not to be lied to repeatedly and manipulated about what you're watching. You deserve, I think, to be able to make up your mind and enjoy sports without having to worry whether or not what you're taking in as a sports fan is a whole bunch of made up garbage. And just like. If I lied to you every single day on purpose, I should be fired, which is different than getting stuff wrong. I think any organization that utilizes the technology that can lie in mass at a rate that will trump anything a human being can do and do- does it on purpose is a threat, I really do, to the way that we consume information and we engage as fans. Shame on Sports Illustrated. You should never consume information again. I hope every actual human being who's there lands on their feet, but it's a big deal and a big story. And I wanted to talk about it because it's one of those, I think, inflection points. Not just in the world, I think it is, but in being a sports fan. Part of what I love about sports is we can argue and disagree and engage as human beings, get mad at each other, call each other morons, think that the guys in Denver who are mad at me aren't very bright, they think I'm not very bright, without it actually mattering. Not talking about each other's moms or each other's kids or each other's livelihoods or the really difficult things of the world. We get to engage as human beings in interesting ways without the stakes being that high. And I think this undercuts that. All right, 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. That said, hypocrite alert, I would use AI right now to talk for me. Right now. So Tom, do you still like the voice? Do I still sound like the Marble Man? Or is it getting a little like, oh, Bill needs to mix in some cough drops?
0: No way, man. I'm into it. I like it. You I like it. it?
2: Yep. There's a slight buzzing, and I can't tell if it's the energy of how, just how much I love radio or the pain of my throbbing throat. I don't know. It's one of the two. Eight five five two one two four. Tom would make eye contact there, so <laughs> never good. Eight five five two one two four. CBS. You want to give us a call and weigh in. Twitter. Sports Rider Sports R E I T R. I promise this is me. I'm not an AI creation. Tom at. I almost forgot your, your Twitter handle. Pretty Daddy CBS. Let me ask you a question. I asked this somebody the other day. We're gonna go long. Let me ask you a question. Actually, no. I'll do this. I've got a really brutal, philosophically taxing dystopian question for for Pretty Daddy here that he's not going to want to answer. But we're going to force an answer out of him. Just like we're going to force some sense out of this in-season tournament in the NBA next year on CBS Sports Radio.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.
1: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your
2: first three orders while
1: supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Welcome back to Writer Than You. You do not take all the vacation you're entitled to. And I can tell you two facts. One, you deserve some time off. Two, people in the office deserve some time off from you. (laughs) It sounds like you want me to go away. That's what I'm hearing. I want you to go away when I go away, actually. You know what I'm saying? You want to go away together, like on vacation together? No. No. I don't. Oh. No, I don't want to talk to you at all my vacation. I thought we were having a moment there. On CBS Sports Radio. Voice of an angel. Question of a horror writer. All right, you are ready for this, pretty daddy? I'm never ready for these situations. I was talking to somebody who believes that the singularity is coming on about. Do you know what the singularity is? No. Okay. Am I supposed to? Yeah, technology takes over. Whatever. We Don't worry about it. Here's my question. Have you watched Black Mirror? Here's, that's not my question, but a little precursor.
0: No, I've heard you and our boss, Spike Eskin, talk about Black Mirror, and I have no
2: interest in it. So here's my question. If they created a system in which you could accurately and actually upload yourself, you can upload your consciousness into a machine, you could live forever in whatever, um, wherever it is. They create a little little digital space for everybody. To be immortal in this space. Would you do it? It sounds appealing. It sounds a little
0: too out there for me, but I want to be immortal. Yeah, why not?
2: To hell no for me, man. Why? Oh hell no. Because I don't know who's gonna control that thing. Like what if it goes bad? What if it turns into like darkness? It's definitely going bad. And you're trapped there forever. Yeah. What if like somebody takes it over and hacks it and just decides to be fun to mess with Bill Ryder for eternity?
0: I'd probably say that's likely to happen
2: yeah i'm- I, look, I love my life,'re very blessed. It's good stuff. hope it lasts a lot longer than the forty five years I've been here, but when it's over, man, I ain't going to that cloud a i <laughs> hell no, but you you're a straight, yes, you're gonna spend eternity just not talking to people, yeah, why not? Not giving directions? No,
0: yeah, I'm not gonna do it.
2: All right, got it, dude. What is Sports Illustrated doing? Come on, man.
0: Yeah, and their whole statement of law—we're looking into the third party. Like, come on, it, 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 it doesn't—it doesn't matter. You published it; it came out.
2: You gotta own it. You gotta you own have it at this s- point. You also know, like I've—I mean, I've, I still work at a website. I've worked at them. You know, you know who your writers are. I, I mean. It's a, you have to come out and say it's not true. Because if you don't say that, it is true. We're looking to a third. Give me a break. That's like a guy gets caught cheating on his wife, and she confronts him with the evidence. He's like, "I'm gonna look into a third party on that." What a third party? Yeah, no, I don't. Third party. There, there's two parties. I have photos of both the. No, 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 no. Doppelganger. You know what a doppelganger is, right? Yeah, somebody who looks just like me. I uh. I've seen a couple doppelgangers in my day. My buddy Greg Bergman, who's a producer over at ESPN LA, I I found his in Paris. I sent him the photo like every three months. I've never seen anyone that even remotely looks like Tom. Like, Pretty Daddy is so unique in his excellence. I've never seen anybody that looks like him in my entire life. All right, we got people calling in. Maybe we'll take some calls. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number if you want to give us a call. The reason we're talking about being uploaded into a cloud in Black Mirror is because Sports Illustrated allegedly, and it certainly sounds like this is an accurate allegation, used artificial intelligence, AI, to produce content and then put it under the name and photo of names and faces, authors and air quotes, created by artificial intelligence it is not a great situation and i i do think it matters i i do the media you consume has an impact 100% on how you view the world on what you think is true or false and it's one thing to feel like maybe the people that are that are dealing with you aren't the best i think it's a, a or, or give me the right information it is another thing entirely to have it created by a machine that can pump this stuff out again and again and again and again and again. All right, let's do this. Let's go to Nate in Pennsylvania. Man, Nate, what's up, buddy? You're on CBS Sports Radio. Appreciate you. What's going on? Hey, Bill, I'm just curious what what
0: you're you're more upset with. Is it that the that the the AI you can have it have a certain bias towards a team or player? Because you know all writers have a, a bias, you know inherently whether it comes out in the writing you know obviously or, or it's more subtle is it is that what you're more upset with about is it the fact that they try to, to pass it off as an actual writer or is it the fact that you know you, you you're on radio now you, your job's pretty secure but there is a lot of, of of your peers that might lose their job due to ai but you
2: understand this is the future though too where it, oh, AI it is, is going to be yeah taking no, it's a good work. question yeah yeah oh sorry to interrupt you it, it's a great question nate so let me give you a few things. I, yes, there are biases that we all present. And certainly as a former longtime writing journalist, although I don't know how secure my job is. I'm not sure any job is secure in this business if we're being, if we're being fair. But let me give you just like proof of, 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 of concept here of why I think it's a problem. The ability to use artificial intelligence in content creation to manipulate you is extremely high. And Sports Illustrated didn't start this off by being honest, by saying, here is Johnny AI, and we're going to have Johnny AI write content about the NFL or whatever topic, and you can decide whether Johnny AI, by Johnny AI, is worth your time or not. They lied to you and pretended that this was real, because AI's primary function in creating content is going to be to deceive you. I don't think it's a coincidence that the first time this has ever come up in sports media, it came up under the umbrella of a lie. They pretended these were real people. They put an archive out there of their work. When the story came out, they deleted the archive. And so to answer your question, I understand AI is going to happen. It's already, I mean, my kids are in school and already they have to do tests now. Like When I was in college, and maybe some of you are old enough, before laptops were that common, I had to do what's called a blue book test. Did you have a blue book test in college, Tom? I had to really buy a blue book. It was, a, it was a, a, a blue sort of paper pamphlet with lined paper inside. You had to write out your essays for your finals. And then obviously for years you could do that stuff on a laptop. Now they're making kids in high school write their essays in class. Sometimes on laptop, sometimes just by hand because they don't want AI to be used to write papers at home. Okay, I get it. AI is coming. We've got to deal with it. But to answer your question, it's a good one. My main concern is the way in which, as it relates to like unloaded information, it'll be easy to be hyper, hyper, hyper manipulative. You can, The time it would take me to write one article, whether it's garbage or not, about Sean Payton or about Chris Paul, I don't, I don't think of people I've criticized, or LeBron James or, or whoever it is, Oklahoma City Thunder, you could produce, AI could produce 10,000, 100,000, a million posts Articles, series of information that are designed to be very, very specific in what they in what they put out. And think about like think about if you're the owner of the New York Knicks, and you own a media company on top of that, and you have a television network or a local television station or a newspaper, or whatever you have, and you can just create AI to just an overwhelming amount of information about how well the Knicks are run. I think that's where my primary concern comes from. Yes, I am bummed out that people are going to lose their jobs as a result. But you said it. There is not a lot of job security. Most of my, not most, many of my friends have lost their jobs already. Newspaper journalism, even radio, television to an extent, writing, it is an unreliable place to go into work. I I, I spoke to a a class at the University of Missouri a few weeks ago, a, a journalism class, and i gave them the best advice I could, but I said, and they thought I was joking, maybe you might want to consider something else. I saw my cousin's son when we were abroad come really close to my cousin, and his son is a really impressive dude, really impressive junior in high school, and he wants to go into media. And I think I kind of shocked the table at dinner, right, because they said, can you give him advice? And I said, don't do it. And they all kind of laughed. And I, I'm so I understand that, that it's not an easy way to make a, a living. But by the way, that's true of a lot of things in America. A lot of people in America worked really hard to create jobs, to create lives themselves, and the rules changed and the the parameters changed. That's already been true. My my main concern is the way in which artificial intelligence is going to be able in sports media to just overload our senses. and, 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 like, is Chris Paul going to be able to muster an AI machine? Probably not, right? Probably not. But the owners of the teams that these guys play for are going to have the resources to do that. And I could see a world where Dan Snyder, to give you an example, I think it's a great thing for sports that Dan Snyder no longer runs the Commanders. I think that Josh Harris is going to do an amazing job for that NFL team. I don't know where you live or where you come from, but you might be like me. We're just randomly, I'm not from that part of the country. I'm from Iowa and Missouri and kind of Chicago, but I got a lot of buddies who happen to be from D.C., right? Sometimes just you have friends who are from a lot of Commanders fans. We'd have dinner over the years. We'll just be like, oh my God, let this guy go away. And he has. And, and the Commanders are not great yet, but they're going to get there. They're going to be well run. They're going to be good. It's the NFL. 10, 15 years under the Harris family. I don't know what they're going to win, but they're not going to be what they were. I'm not sure that change happens, that public pressure happens, the NFL acts. If that former owner, Dan Snyder, had the ability to just be like, okay, these stories are coming out, I'm going to flood the zone with AI information. And think about this, if SI is willing to lie to you, those allegations are true, and they're obviously desperate for money, why not, if you're Dan Snyder not, just be like, here's $10 million advertisement fee, and SI just floods the zone with AI-generated content that is created to call every reporter who writes poorly about the commander's a liar, that undermines in every single way any criticism, that comes up with a bunch of other articles that kind of drown out the allegations that were reported that eventually led him to... These are the tactics that will happen. Having dealt with human beings who are very savvy and capable at trying to manipulate the media, manipulate the fan. And, And, I mean, I can't really say who, but you can guess... Think of the highest level NFL coaches or NBA players and in some cases in my career, not as many, but some major league baseball like high-level operatives that that over the last 15, 20 years, I have dealt with these folks as part of my job and they are incredibly impressive, but you're able to kind of try to navigate being manipulated. If you take some of these people, and I'm thinking of a few in particular, who represent some of the biggest names in sports as their fixers, and they can just skip me and they can go straight to a machine and pay Sports Illustrated just like, Let's create content, and let's just rip it that changes the narrative. It will be successful. I've seen some of the biggest names in sports spend millions of dollars a year on very targeted public relations. They're better than PR people. They're fixers, really. Like, think like the Ray Donovan of sports media to go in over years and like court people like me, court people like bigger names than me, and change the narrative over two or three years to change the narrative of a guy. And it's worked. And I'm not making this up. I've had dinner with these guys, and they've said, yeah, we did it, or, oh, we failed. What they try to do and sometimes succeed and sometimes fail to do in terms of swaying public opinion over five years or three years will take five minutes to produce the content and maybe five days to actually be successful, to answer your question. All right. 855-2124-CBS. I was going to tell you about the in-season NBA tournament, but what you should do is just go to an AI thing and it'll tell you. Just kidding. A little AI joke. <laughs> A lot of AI content today, Tom. Who knew? Let me ask you this, Tom. All right. I'm going to tell you really quickly. In-season NBA tournament is an in-season NBA tournament. It's just like soccer. Soccer, if you watch soccer, it's kind of like a a domestic cup, FA Cup if you're a Premier League fan, uh, Copa del Rey and La Liga, whatever, all those things. Every NBA team, they break the NBA teams into groups. The winner of every group, there's four groups, if I got this right, I should have it right, are going to go on to play the next round. There's also going to be a couple wild cards are going to be in the mix. We're going to have a semifinal next week in Vegas. Actually, two semifinals because they're semifinals. And then a final a couple days later. I'll be there covering it. And I think it's pretty exciting and pretty cool. And the group stages, you play everybody once. You get basically points for how you do, where the standings are, and then you advance. Tonight's the final night of, of play-in games. These games, at least for now, double as both play-in tournament games. Not play-in. excuse should be in-season tournament games and count for the regular season. It's pretty fun. It's pretty, I, think it's, I like the courts. Tom, are you, I'm going to watch. I'm actually interested to watch the final group stages tonight because some of these these sort of teams are still kind of in the mix. Are you excited about it?
0: A lot of these are actually going to come down to tiebreakers because there's yeah. a lot. Ah, I'm not giving up on it, but come it, on, it hasn't worked out the way that I thought it would yet.
2: What do you mean? Like, what are you talking about? How,
0: uh, like, I'm watching these games because they're regular season games, and like for that, that's why I'm watching. Am I watching? Yes. But it's not because I want to see where they're seated or who's going to qualify for the in-season tournament. Like, no, but I will watch the semifinals and the and finals. Like, I will
2: watch. Like, the Lakers just lost by hundred and three points last night, or whatever that it was a bad one. But they're undefeated in in this. They're going to play in the in-season tournament, which I think is a like it's pretty interesting. If you're a Pacers fan and the Pacers have been pretty good, you've already won your group. You're you're advancing. You have something. To play for, right? Like the Bucks and Knicks and the Heat are all kind of in the mix, and and that the Orlando Magic have won. I think it's seven in a row in the regular season. They're playing really, really well, and they're atop their group right now. I mean, there's just like if you're a fan of 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 a team, it's another chance to win something. It's not an NBA championship, but it's it's. I think it's gonna be fun. Watch it tonight. Check it out. Look at the weird anime, anime sort of inspired floors. I like them. Did you ever watch anime as a kid? you strike me as you could have been an anime kid? Uh, I don't think that's a compliment, although I'm not sure, because, no, I did not watch anime. I'm um, either. What makes of an anime? Does uh, it have to be violence? I violent? have no idea. All right. Good talk. Uh, NFL Power Rankings. It's a shakeup. It's also a big dose of humble pie for me coming up here on the show. NFL Humility-Based Power Rankings after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogush.
1: Okay. you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
2: Welcome back to Writer Than You. Like I watched uh, The Flash. I just needed to kill a couple hours. Was that movie good? No. Was it well done? Uh-uh. Am I glad I watched? I kind of am
0: on CBS Sports Radio.
2: What's up? Welcome back. What, what, what's that? Is that? That little... What's wrong with watching a bad movie on an airplane?
0: Admitting that it's bad, but then also saying you're glad you watched it. Like I don't,
2: I don't know that that tracks. Sometimes, Tom, you need a nice meal. Sometimes you need fast food. You know what I'm saying?
0: Like I can relate to that. Sure. I was going to say
2: which fast food, but I never know who's going to sponsor us. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to get a call from the boss. It's like, how dare you take a shot at, you know, Johnny Tacos. Johnny Tacos sounds good right about now. Man, would it would be terrible if there was a Johnny Tacos and they just had a big Odyssey deal. And you're fired. <laughs> there goes that job security we talked about. Let's do NFL Power Rankings. Some will rise.
0: Others will fall. Let the ranking begin
2: on Writer Than You's NFL Power Rankings. Number five. Oh, give me the Jags, baby. Here they come. Here. What are you laughing at? Why can't the Jags be five? I'm not laughing at anything. Well, you Wipe that smug smile off your face then, pretty daddy. What's going on? <laughs> no smugness over here. I think we both feel a little vindicated because we were both very high on Jacksonville. Entering the year, they had a great finish to last season. They did not start well, but they have turned it around 8-3. and three, And I think that there is a strong case to be made that they are the... I mean, I think the third best team in the AFC is certainly legitimate. And I think AFC Championship game as a sort of reasonable... You know, they do like political polls, like this guy is leading with a, with a... What is it where there's a percentage either way? Margin of error. I think I think AFC appearance possibility, a legit, AFC championship appearance possibility with a margin of error, one game either direction, is very very much on the realm of where I put these guys. Go Trevor Lawrence. The defense is it's not outstanding. I don't think it's the heights of some of the other defenses we're going to talk about. Trevor Lawrence hasn't become the quarterbacks that are going to be on this list who are leading some of these other teams, but there is a swelling confidence. I and mean, every week that he plays, I think a reminder at this level. Of what we thought he would be before Urban Meyer got his grubby little awful hands on, on the guy's career and almost ruined it. Grubb dirty. isn't not as you're not good as an NFL coach, Herb. Can't wait for those fans to come at me. Let's do the next one. Number four. This one's tricky because I, I think this is the right spot. They've got a huge game coming up. They're the favorites on the road. But do the Niners really jump to one or two? Obviously, for me, the answer is no. They've they've won. What are they at? Three in a row again. Brock Purdy's back to being Brock Purdy, which has been extraordinary. The defense has gone to a whole other level, and we will know exactly where they are after this game against Philly. It, it's a really, really, really interesting test. But at least right now, I'm not going to forget completely the doldrums they hit, the place Brock Purdy went to, the struggles that they had for several weeks. Now. Debo is back, they're fully healthy or mostly fully healthy, they have a fully constituted offense in terms of the weapons they want to use and so it's a it's an easier assessment and whether or not you think Brock Purdy is a product of the excellence around him both in terms of the coach and the weapons or you, or you think he can be great on his own, it doesn't matter distinction without a difference right now because the guy's playing at a high level and you judge players based on where they're at with Purdy back to the level we saw all of last year when he stepped in other than that injury in the NFC Championship game and most of this year this is a contender. There's several contenders. Number three. I mean, let's go Ravens. Kind of a nothing burger over the weekend. They beat the Chargers, all right? They beat up on the Chargers in that game. Let me ask you this. Beating the Chargers was a good win in week three. Week four. Is it? Is it a good win now?
0: I wouldn't classify it as a good win. It's a game you're supposed to win, and you won.
2: Because you lose. They're four and seven, but, but they could be five and seven. They're... They're a talented team that's horribly coached, and therefore they're mediocre. And when Brandon Staley, when Brandon getting stale, I got to workshop it, (laughs) is out of there, they're going to be better. But we know what Baltimore... By the way, I think every one of these teams can win the Super Bowl, and four of these teams, you could say, we're the favorites, and you can make a legitimate case, and the Ravens are certainly in that class.
0: Number two.
2: I always think it's interesting when teams try something unusual. Try something different. Different approach. And Andy Reid is a mad genius. Uh, Who am I to criticize him? It is interesting to try and win without catching footballs. It's an interesting approach. What we're going to do, see, is other than the guy that's... I I had a dream that that Travis Kelsey was going to marry Taylor Swift. Other than the guy that's dating, not marrying. That's not a dream.
0: That's real life. They got engaged? Uh, no, not yet, but I mean, oh. it's inevitable. Oh, it was a
2: dream then. Oh, I had I, a I, I dream that they were engaged. But then I thought, oh my God, it was real, and I just forgot it. I got excited. That makes me it was like a little real true love. Outside of outside of um, Mr. Kelsey, these guys cannot catch the football. But the Chiefs' defense, and I think this is an under story this year, has been actually really, really good for, for what the Chiefs have done over the five years that they've made an AFC championship game every single time. Made three Super Bowls, won two of them. It's the best defense they've had over that stretch. They obviously offensively don't have the weapons they need. But I still think Patrick Mahomes is going to find a way to be extraordinary in the moments that matter. It's not like this is a team that's 500, they're 8-3, they're playing okay football, but once these receivers remember how to catch a football, I will take the Chiefs, especially if they're, even if they're not at home, I will take the Chiefs against any team in the National Football League in a game that matters, in the playoffs, any team, in any scenario, including any team that's on this list. Number one. Alright, alright. The Eagles. Okay, listener Bryce. They're amazing. The thing about Philadelphia that we talked about yesterday, and it's some of my own hypocrisy here, because I, I downgraded them for not playing as well as they should have, but didn't do the same thing to the Chiefs. They don't, Philly. They don't play intense. We gotta win. Put teams away. Football at all. They kept behind in games. They certainly got behind against Buffalo. Not got behind. They were behind against the Bills every step of the way. They they were behind at every quarter. But they find ways to win. Jalen Hurts and his unflinching tenacity in the face of critical moments has happened enough that it doesn't feel like a fluke. Doesn't feel like Kyler Murray having a good run for three or four games a couple years ago and everyone saying, oh, MVP. Doesn't feel like Kirk. I'm not going to call him Kissing Cousins because he's hurt. Kirk Cousins. Playing well, it doesn't matter. Jalen Hurts just continues to win to win football games. And outside of that loss to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl last year in a really good game, they've been almost almost unbeatable. They're obviously the best team in the NFL. I am sorry, listener Bryce, and all you Philly fans that I doubted. Congratulations! I'm still taking the Chiefs if they play in the Super Bowl in Vegas, but they are the best team in the NFL.
1: Honorable mention.
2: So the Dolphins are. Oh man, I didn't. I didn't cheat. I didn't cheat. And do a tie, like I used to, just annoy your predecessor. He hated ties. I would do four-team ties sometimes. i like three. That's because I thought it was funny. I still think the Dolphins have so much upside. I love what they can be. I'm almost as into them as the Jacks. You want the Dolphins over the Jacks? Who are you going to kick out, Mr. Dolphins superfan?
0: That's not what I'm saying. You know I got off that bandwagon. Denver is going to be very upset with you. The entire city is very mad at I you. I got to right give now. Denver.
2: Oh my god.
0: Host oh by the in way, Matt,
2: NFL. I meant to bring this up. All right, p- push one of those stupid buttons. At least you tried. Denver Broncos. Look, I got two nominees from all the week right now. Okay? One is me because I went at Sean Payton accurately at the time by the way, and he's turned it around. I've learned enough to know that let's give it some time. The other are the – by the way, there's a – I don't know who he is. Like, his name is, like, I think Jim. Like, Jim's got, like, 2,000 Twitter followers, and Jim's all mad, and Jim's got a a little following, which is cool. And Jim came at me, and good for Jim. Jim got mad, though. I guess I called him an idiot yesterday. I was referring to your followers, but that's fine, Jim. (laughs) You feel feel all the feels. It's okay. But Jim's followers, some of them are stupid. Like, just dumb. No, I don't think Sean Payton listens to the show. (laughs) I know enough people in the NFL that if Sean Payton listens – Sean Payton listen to the show I get notes from some people uh, an agent in particular like hey maybe, maybe be a little nicer a little mean but those of you that actually think that I thought that the Broncos turned the season around because you followers of Jim on Twitter because Sean Payton listens to the show and listen to me you're also nominated for Bum of the Week idiots okay I may be wrong about Sean Payton we'll see you're just wrong in life if that is how you read that segment yesterday alright let's do one more Better luck next time all right this one's gonna to go to the Buffalo bills because luck actually is there, maybe we could insert coach better coach next time Buffalo like the Chargers are if both those coaches get fired those are extraordinary jobs with potentially extraordinary quarterbacks and Buffalo needed a little more luck or a little more coaching to save their season because they could have beaten Philly lost in overtime could have even should have beaten that team what are you laughing at? No, I'm not laughing at anything. What are you laughing at? Jim on Twitter is all mad. <laughs> They're very upset with you. Excited when Jim listens on, uh. Po- hey, Jim, what's up? It's Bill. What's up? I love human interaction. At least he's not an AI bot. Oh my god, what if he's an AI bot? Smarter than his followers. Uh, let's talk to Mike Florio next here on CBS Sports Radio.